Man, you know, last time we were over here, I said, we're going to be over here. Yeah. And then we weren't over here. And now we had to come in and do a weekend edition because there's been so much going on with the new studio. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to be committed. It's tough. Holy cow. But, uh, Holy cow is what I would the say. The weekend, yeah. We're in here on a weekend edition, uh, very special edition, because we've been, uh, we've been up to our ears in new studio stuff. However, we have plans. Don't you worry. Everything's going to be sorted out. Regular scheduled programming coming back very shortly. But we still had to get, here, get in here on the weekend and, and talk about what's going on because there's been things going on. Uh-huh. The shopping is out of control. Yes. With the Thanksgiving and the Black Friday and the Cyber Monday coming up. Consoles. And it's a lot of gaming. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. It's a lot of gaming. There's something about holiday shopping and games. It just goes so well together. Yeah. It's like mashed potatoes and gravy. Delicious. And yes. It's 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 something about giving gaming as a gift that just feels so good. Uh-huh. It's fun and it's, it's I don't know what it is. Nice little package. Oh. You know? And uh and I actually have a couple stories relating to that today, but I would say one of my most memorable Christmas gifts ever was the original Nintendo console, mm. which was like well, it was the hottest thing at the moment. Really? Actually, I guess I got it a couple years. It was still the hottest, but I didn't get it the year it came out because that wouldn't make any sense because I was born in 1985. But right. they didn't come out that frequently back then. And yeah. some of my friends had one, but not everybody had one. Yes. So even for us at the time, I don't remember. It might have been 100 bucks. It was a big deal to get that. And it was the entertainment pack with the duck hunt. And you needed to see our TV because you right. were going to fire the, the blaster. And they had yeah. to do the blaster in red. Yes. Even though I've talked about this before. In Japan... They could do the gray-colored blaster, but then in the U.S., there were some different groups that, and in North America, there were some different groups that were concerned that it could be perceived uh-huh. as an actual weapon, and so they had a Nintendo had to do the red blaster over here. And it brings me to my other Japan story, which is uh. of course the Ninja Turtles, and they had to change the colors. Oh right, yeah. On each of the Ninja Turtles, because nobody, they worried that uh, North Americans wouldn't be able to differentiate the different Ninja Turtles only based on their weapons. Yes. And so they had to go blue and red. And I'm just conflating two different Japan to North America stories. Yes. Nintendo and Ninja Turtles. And both two stories that really shaped my childhood. In fact, if I start thinking about Christmas gifts again, then I also get to that Christmas when I all I wanted was the Ninja Turtles blimp. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the blimp, the thing about the blimp was it actually hovered. Really? Really? Did it? You filled it with air. I don't remember if it ho- uh, hovered. You filled it with air. Hold on. Oh, yeah. It floated. With helium. It floated, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not plastic. It's... Uh... Dude, I wanted that thing so bad. You have no idea how bad I wanted it. And I got the Ninja Turtles blimp. Imagine young Lou. I'm over there. Ninja Turtles blimp. No way! Just floating around your house. I mean, probably opening up that package may have started everything that ended up happening with Unbox Therapy. It's quite possible. Mm. Because then I was like, you know, the excitement, I carried it through for many years afterwards. But So anyway, I just want to draw those two things through. But anyway, in 2020, it's no different. In 2020, you want to give the gift of gaming. And you also, maybe you just want the gift of gaming for yourself. Because Mm -hmm. this holiday season, we already talked about it, it's going to be a little bit more time spent by yourself. Yeah. And you're looking for something to do. And, you know, I the kids at home, they've been all over that Miles Morales game. Uh-huh. Spider-Man. They already crushed it. 
They beat it, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they crushed it. They just got, they dug their teeth, they sank their teeth right into it. Mm. And uh, amazing experience. That's, there's something about the holidays in gaming. So PlayStation 5 is kind of at the forefront of this whole thing. PlayStation 5, many people are curious. Many people are, were lining up yesterday. Yesterday was Black Friday, time that we're filming this. People were lining up at different stores, just taking a shot at it, just crossing their fingers, even though some of these stores, they get two units, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember those days. Try to get your hands on a unit and stressing out and all the rest of it. And then you got the secondary market stuff, people reposting it. And so people were lining up, and now there's this big question about whether or not it's even worthwhile to keep looking for these things, mm-hmm. whether it's online or in person. And Sony said a while ago, specifically for Canada, they said it's not coming in person. Yeah. So don't start coming to these places yeah, asking. Don't about line it. up. They said it's going to be online if it does happen. Uh, and then in the U.S., you had a story just came out that it's over. I think it was, who was it? His name. Jim Ryan, CEO. Yeah, CEO, Sony Interactive. He said, absolutely everything is sold. Just stop it already. He said, look, man, demand for PS5 is unprecedented. This is the quote. So we wanted to confirm that more PS5 inventory will be coming to retailers before the end of the year. So he said it's sold out right now, but it's coming before. So now people had to go read into that cryptically. Okay, when? Mm-hmm. They want to know. They want to know when. So it's before the end of the year, but they're sold out right now. Well, what about Cyber Monday? The question comes up about Cyber Monday because you wonder would they hold a few for that shopping day so they can stay, you know, circulating with yeah. people. Yeah. You have to just you distribute it. Little taster. So, yeah, taste, single time. taste test. Little sample packs. Yeah. Five over here, six over there, uh-huh. two over there. Yeah. Did you hear they had the PS5 down? Or, oh wow, damn, it's gone. Again. Yeah. Demand skyrocket. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying they did it intentionally. In fact, you got some more quotes here from, from uh, the CEO. I've spent much of the last year trying to be sure that we can generate enough demand for the product. And now, in terms of my executive bandwidth, I'm spending a lot more time trying to increase supply to meet that demand. The demand has exceeded the supply, and it's for real. And so much has changed in the world from the time at which they would have began this undertaking of creating creating this next console, they may have been worried: Is the world past consoles? Are they, you know, are they uh, pl- playing on their phones because they're out all the time? And then people got trapped indoors, and the whole uh-huh. thing got spun around. And now they can't meet the demand, although they're trying. So, listen, I'm gonna go go ahead and speculate. There's a list of all the places that are out of stock at the bottom of this article. Many websites set up in order to track inventory of the PlayStation Five. I think there's gonna be a couple of units on Cyber Monday. And there's going to be a trickle effect. It's no big boatload, no big shipment. However, they have effectively said that before the end of the year, Mm. there will be more. And there's not a lot of time before the end of the year, Mm -hmm. right? We got a couple months. So I was was thinking I was going to come in here when I read the headline and tell you guys to stop looking, stop looking for PlayStation, but I can't tell you that now. Yeah. Now you can keep looking. Yeah. And, uh, but some hope. But my goodness, it's going to be a treacherous. Because if Ooh. that was me in that game and, and I had the youngsters asking for it or something mm-hmm. and I'm stressing and I'm paying the premium and I'm paying the markup, you know what might happen? I, yeah. may, I might end up on eBay. And you know what might happen if I ended up on eBay? Yeah. Well, we're going to get to that in a moment. But first, oh, okay. a word from today's sponsor. You see how I got that in there, Will? You didn't expect that. You are a big sheet guy. You love a soft sheet. You want to know something? This is what you told me. I... 
notice a sheet when I'm staying in a hotel or something. It's different from my sheet that I'm used to at home. Beyond the smell? Beyond the smell, the texture. Yes. The texture. If the texture is a little too, uh, uh, what would you say, sandpapery? If the texture uh, feels yeah. like it's, it's rubbing the leg the wrong way, uh -huh. I'm not having a good time. Yes. And I'll tell you what else matters to me about sheets is I can't be boiling hot in there. Yes. I need some, things need to breathe. Mm -hmm. Things. Yes. They need to breathe. And so I look for a sheet that has these various attributes. I need to stay cool, but it's still got to be really soft. So it's it's kind of kind of funny here. We got this sponsor, Brooklyn, and they're just they're 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 claiming they got the best sheets. Well, I said that. Those are my words. Mm -hmm. But they it's a luxurious sheet. We're talking about linen. Yes. Over here. We're talking about a major upgrade to your sheets from what you might be used to if you step all away to the linen. Of course, it's a premium cost to go with it highest quality in the world doesn't I mean they just said it and yeah. uh for anyone who's unfamiliar with this material it's softness and breathability mm -hmm. very luxurious uh you, you sometimes you will see the linen clothes if if you see a person they're at a tropical getaway maybe it's a vacation uh -huh. and it's the beach and they're in a villa and they got the linen pants and i'm always mm -hmm. very jealous when i see that because mm -hmm. i because i feel the comfort through the photo yeah anyway uh, you want to upgrade your sheets. You want to uh, feel feel refreshed and comfortable waking up in the morning, or you want to, or you want to hang out in bed even longer because you can over the holidays. You yeah, know, you, you might want to just in there. stay sleeping. Yes, under your linen sheets. This company, Brooklinen, was started by Rich and Vicky, who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen as the first direct to consumer bedding company. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting, and they're confident in their product. All their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. So I know you might see some, you might see the premium price tag. You might see the luxury product and think, uh, you know, I can't, I can't spend that kind of dough. However, it's a lifetime guarantee. You pay for quality. It's a lifetime guarantee. Yeah. Brooklyn now has even more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, and even loungewear, which you know the loungewear is a big deal to mm -hmm. me as well. So you can buy all this stuff at once, get the right texture. Um, you, you're a big texture guy. I love texture. You know, I, uh, you don't. It, it, sometimes it's not about when you have the shirt, for example. I didn't even realize that there's some, they got shirts too. Now I want to try that out. Yeah, they have art. They have art. It's crazy. Furniture. Robes, so, so you just uh, you go in there and you in, in improve the texture in your life in various areas. Oh yeah, in the bed, in the loungewear, on the wall, mm -hmm. with the art, with the mug. Wow, goodness, you're right. They got a lot of things listed over there. Anyway, like I said, fifty thousand five star reviews. Don't wait. Go buy something nice for yourself. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code Lou later to get ten percent off your first order and free shipping. That's b r o o k l i n e n dot com. Don't forget the promo code Lou later for the ten percent off your first order. Brooklinen.com promo promo code Lou later. I'll put the link in the description as well. Upgrade your goods. eBay. I was talking about eBay. Mm. And if I was a guy looking for a PlayStation, I might end up on eBay. Now, I talked before about some uh, theft that was going on with Amazon shipments of the PS5. I don't know if it was delivery guys and it was uh, people were finding a bag of rice instead of a, a PlayStation 5. People were finding a grill instead of a PS5. Yep. And uh, so it seemed like it was somewhere along the, path, the delivery path that those ones were going missing. Mm-hmm. 
Well, here's a whole different type of scam. People taking advantage of the enthusiasm around the PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. eBay has now issued a warning around scammers selling photos of PlayStation 5s. Photos? Instead of PlayStation 5. Oh, right. <laughs> I remember this issue back then. They, back they when? Had like a, I think it was like the PS2 right. or 3. Right. <laughs> people are still falling for it yeah people are still falling for it so if you scroll down a little bit there's actually quite a few results you scroll down a little bit more and to the right hand side there you click on the listing this is so crazy so this is a screenshot of the listing here's the headline mm -hmm. sony playstation gen 5 digital edition one terabyte console dash white dash photo only yeah that's how <laughs> they get you it's got a bid at uh, at the point of this screenshot of 180 British pounds, obviously that person does not want a photo of a PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. So these people, I guess they ship you or send you digitally a photograph. How terrifying is that? Uh, or do they print it out and send it to you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're giving them 200, 200 bucks, 300 bucks, maybe they could print it out and, and send it to you. It does say free, free standard post. delivery, so they're going to ship you something, but it will be a photo yeah of a PlayStation 5 box, it's that's terrifying. That could mm -hmm. that could confuse so many people uh that that are just they're in need of one of these things. They see the lower price, they make the bid and they don't read the photo only portion. Anyway, eBay doesn't want this. Yeah. eBay this is not a good look for eBay, so they are now aware of it and they're trying to track down these listings as quickly as possible to get rid of them. Very difficult task mm -hmm. because when these type of scams make money, they pop up as fast as you can take them down. Right. And I don't know what they can do. Can they eliminate the ability for a person to post the word photo in there? I don't know. I don't know how. People always find these workarounds. Right. I guess the, the, best, the best course of action for us on this show is just to tell the end user, keep an eye out, look yeah. at the person's feedback rating on sites like eBay to see if they have a solid reputation and probably are not selling you a photo. The condition is new. <laughs> it's a brand new photo. Yeah, that's funny. Wow. Anyway, you know, you can you can't underestimate people. People, mm -hmm. they'll go uh they're creative. Creative in their scams. Black Friday uh broke all kinds of records yesterday. And there's I mean seems pretty obvious why. Black Friday traditionally big in-store component and then Cyber Monday was when you're supposed to shop online. This year, things are different. Now everything is shopping online. Mm -hmm. And Black Friday shopping for 2020 was up because of an unusual surge in products that typically wouldn't have been bought on Black Friday deals hmm. because you're online now. So yeah. you're thinking of things differently. And mm -hmm. some of those products are like groceries and alcohol. Right. Imagine Black Friday deals on groceries because you now people are ordering more of that kind of thing online anyways. Mm -hmm. So run the promo, why don't you? Mm -hmm. As opposed to where it would seem odd for a physical grocery store to have a Black Friday sale. Yeah. That would yeah. seem really odd. Online, it kind of makes sense. Anyway, online shopping surges 22% to a record 9 billion. That's up 21.6% year over year, according to Adobe Analytics. Uh, the pandemic, the lockdown pushed people to avoid the malls and to do to, to do most of their shopping online, as you know. They also expect Cyber Monday 2020 to become the biggest digital sales day in history in the United States. Mm -hmm. So still, there's going to be an online advantage, 
for Cyber Monday. I guess people are aware of that thing now. Uh, but however, both days turning into really big shopping days. Uh, the analysis here is from Adobe, and they analyze website transactions from 80 of the top 100 U.S. retailers in order to come up with their figures. This year's Cyber Monday slated to become the largest digital sales day ever, spending reaching $10.8 billion and $12.7 billion, which would represent growth of 15% to 35% from the previous year. Some of the things that driving these big numbers, new consoles, we talked about that. Mm -hmm. That's sort of a traditional thing people will be picking up. Phones, smart devices, TVs, and then the unusual stuff, groceries, clothes, and alcohol. And they're getting in there as well. So that's kind of interesting. I didn't really do much purchasing at all myself. I don't know what I was doing. I Usually Black Fridays, you don't shop? I didn't look. I wasn't looking at anything. Oh, Zero shopping on Black Friday for myself. Did you buy anything on a Black Friday deal? I bought a couple uh, hats. Hats? Yeah. And what was the deal? Uh, what was the discount? Maybe like 50% off. Oh, 50% off is pretty good. Yeah. But then you buy like their shipping. and. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know no about shipping. shipping. Come on, man. We, we know about shipping. L listen to this. Consumers spent $6.3 million per minute online for an average of $27.50 per person on average. Where did you come? Were you above that with your hats or below? Uh, around there. Yeah. Around there? Actually, this is the exact price for a hat. Oh, is it? Yeah. $27.50. Look yeah. at you. Uh, so anyways, yes, uh, other, other products, other hot items included Hot Wheels, Lego sets, Apple AirPods, Apple Watches, Amazon Echo devices, and Samsung TVs. Grocery shopping was up 397% oh. compared with October daily averages. So Black Friday shopping seems okay. Uh, granted, one of the issues here is that a lot of this shopping, a lot of this revenue is going to just a couple of places. Yes. There ain't no mom and pop shop over here. Mm -hmm. There ain't no small businesses being supported here for the most part. Mm -hmm. I don't know where you bought your hats from. Uh, definitely not a mom and pop. Not a mom no. and pop shop. This is what I means difficult. And so speaking to that same tune, Amazon hiring spree, they've added 1,400 workers per day. Wow. 1,400 workers per day in 2020. What? 1,400 workers. How do you wow. imagine, Will, hiring at that scale, at that pace? Mm -hmm. And I mean, like what percentage of people you interview do you actually hire? Do you, see, do you know what I'm saying? At yeah. 1,400 per day, you got to be running 5,000 interviews a day. Yeah, yeah. The and scale of Amazon, absolutely shocking. So some of those are seasonal workers, including around 100,000, but 400,000 permanent hires. This means that the company has nearly doubled in size in the last year. Doubled in size in the last year? And it was already big. They already had more than half a million employees. They had 647,000 wow. employees hmm. in the fourth quarter of 2019. And then they add another, you know, 500,000. Oh, 1.25 million global. Oh, I see. So they added 647,000 in the fourth quarter of 2019. Really? Is that That's what it says here. Oh. In the third quarter of 2020, Amazon had 1.25 million global employees, not including the additional 100,000 seasonal oh. hires compared 
with the company's 647,000 global employees in the fourth quarter of 2019. So that's the doubling from mm-hmm. 647 up to 1.25 million mm-hmm. since 2019. So, yeah. So they're going to take over the world very soon. I mean, it gets to a point where it starts to seem insane. Like, yep. what about like, what about 10 million employees? Mm-hmm. 10 million employees. Everyone's just working there. This nation, friends, this family. nation will. Yeah. This the nation you and I live in. Thirty-five million people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazon is a nation. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, here's the thing: they're they're pretty decent jobs. At least it seems so on paper. All Amazon positions have a fifteen dollar per hour minimum wage, and all full time workers have access to health insurance, a four hundred one k plan, twenty weeks paid parental leave, and other benefits. And the company also launched subsidized childcare during the pandemic in May. I know people get upset; they get angry. Like, mm. He's Bezos is so rich; he's a billionaire. Yeah. Tell me, those are good. That's a good job. He could easily pay, I don't know, hundred dollars an hour or whatever. There's yeah. people always gonna yeah. say, say that kind of thing, but that's a lot of uh, job opportunities created by Amazon, and. It does get complex, though, in your analysis of Amazon obviously goes in and finds tremendous efficiencies and therefore can use fewer people to do more. Mm-hmm. And so often what will happen, you know, I was asking you about mom and pop. When you go to the local coffee shop, let's say it exists, the local coffee shop does business with the next door neighbor, does business with the next door neighbor. Yes. And isn't buying at scale so they pay a little bit more so they're a little less competitive but there's you know there's more people involved potentially this is the argument by the way mm-hmm. the same thing occurs for walmart they say walmart goes into a town for every job they create they get rid of two i don't remember what the number is mm. but this idea that in the long run you may end up with fewer jobs because of how smart and good amazon is at getting productivity out of fewer people right but in a time like this in 2020 I don't know how nitpicky you can be about a company that's figured out this pandemic. Where would we all be right now? Yeah. Whether it's all these, we're talking about 600,000 people that needed a job, obviously, mm-hmm. and got one. Mm-hmm. Or if it's people like you and I, Will, that need that stuff to come to our front door yeah. because we're trying to do the thing and stay in and do whatever they're telling us to do. Yeah. I mean, hopefully there's no influx. Hopefully they kind of just stay consistent. So, you know, all the jobs kind of just stay. And there's no all jobs. Willie Do is for all jobs. He's running I, for I'm he's running that, for office. Yeah. He's running like for office. That. Uh President of the United States, not an American citizen. However, he's running on I'll the promise try. of all I'll jobs all the best. time. All the jobs all the time. Everybody gets a job. <laughs> yes. Even the robots. <laughs> they all get jobs. Oh, I got a story about that coming up, actually. Okay. Speaking of gaming, crushing, uh, it's not just PlayStation, it's not just uh Xbox. Nintendo. What's going on with Nintendo? Mm. Yeah, they didn't launch anything this year. Nintendo. The Nintendo Switch is hot. Will? Why is it so hot? Is it really? USA shipments are up 30% year on year in in October. Oh. What's going on with that? It's been out for for a while. I know they had a light one. Uh, People think this new bundle has something to do with it. You know they have the Mario Kart bundle going on. With the real action Mario? No, no, not that one. I mean, they're selling that thing too. Game. But they're just doing a Mario Kart, what is it, 8? Oh, yeah. Deluxe? That's fun. Combo. Yeah. And the parents, it's much like I was saying before, they love that. They love the gift that looks like that. Yeah. 
A nice package. You come home with that right there oh, yeah. for the youngsters? And then your friends get them too. Oh, man. Look how cool that looks. Multiplayer. That's so nostalgic for me, that type of thing. Anyway, apparently their shipments are up. Uh, multiple sellouts. Nintendo Switch Mario Kart 8 Deluxe bundle at stores. Nintendo shipped millions of these for Black Friday shopping period alone. This is nuts. This is a tweet that I'm reading, by the way, from Player Essence. I guess this bundle is also being scalped on Amazon as well. People charging more for it. Okay, let me let me just put something out there, Will. Is it possible that the hype around PlayStation and Xbox led to the elevation of Nintendo being able to be that next option when those are sold out? Yeah. yeah. And then they're getting a little extra boost from the buyer who's like, well, I'm not going to sit around. I'm not going to keep chasing down those consoles. Mm -hmm. I'll just try out this little Switch over here. Save yeah. a few bucks and people are having fun anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I so agree with that. Maybe maybe there's a piece of it that's that. But also, I should say, I don't want to give too much credit to those new consoles because the Switch was already selling really well. In fact, uh, as of September, the Switch's lifetime sales were at 68.3 million. Mm. So there's a lot of Nintendo Switches out there. Mm. It's, uh, it is a unique thing in the marketplace. And, and it speaks to the taste for gaming and how, at least for me, how the smartphone hasn't done what it was supposed to do. Take over gaming? Because if you look at the Nintendo Switch, it is kind of a mobile gaming device, right? right. Especially yeah. the light. Yeah. And so yeah. it will go head to head against the smartphone. And if you're if you're moving 70 million units so far, I mean, there's going to be another 10 million on top of that, probably this holiday season. That's a lot of people who are not satisfied with just using their phone to game. And to Nintendo makes some good games. Well, that's a key factor. Proprietary. That's a key characters. factor. I mean, I feel like yeah. playing Mario Kart right now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know what did it. Redmi put out a crazy budget smartwatch, and it sold out before it even went on sale. Oh. That's right. Well, they were having the announcement, but they had a subsequent launch going on. This was in China, by the way. Website JD. You know it's, a, it's like e-commerce. E it's like Amazon in mm -hmm. China. They had it ready to go, and uh, this, this watch launched with a kind of... Well, there's a couple of interesting things about it. First is the price, so it's $41. Wait, this is the watch? That's the watch. You're not impressed by it. Uh, I got confused. I mean, I thought this was an Apple watch, to be honest. Oh, you're like saying the, it looks... Yeah, UI of course. I mean, all I these... Mean, they, come on. They take inspiration from the Apple watch. But it's $41. Uh, I mean... That's More than the, inspiration. Will's very upset. Uh, I'll right get four. I mean, that's, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Will's very upset right now. He sees the designs. I mean, come on. The circle. Yeah, but Will, that's what they're doing. I mean, we've seen how many watches do the exact same thing. Yeah. No, I hear you. People, $41. Listen, the key is the price here. That's key. Yeah. They're saying, obviously, people want Apple watches. Obviously, uh, there's money to be made. Yeah. And, and obviously, not everybody wants to pay. Three to four hundred dollars, and people like the look. And if it works, I mean, it's a rectangle. I mean, there's, there's only so it. many things you can I do with it. a rectangle. As far as the physical design is concerned, I guess you could do a circle, but those are tougher to make mm -hmm. and a little bit less efficient when it comes to re screen real estate. Anyway, the the part that stood out to me before you got very upset there was yes. the price of forty one dollars and the weight. I know you're gonna think I'm crazy here, but I've worn so many. Look, I'm wearing nothing right now. I've worn watches my whole life. But when I started getting into the smartwatches, these things started getting heavier and heavier. And I've worn some like more, uh, what would you call it, like style watches that were heavy previously. But 
you know, you, you just notice it too much. You know, when you're on the laptop, it's slapping against the thing. Some of them you're expected to wear during bed and then it's bugging you. You're waking up and I don't know. I just think I would like a more of a focus on weight. Something crazy lightweight that you hardly even notice it's there. Mm -hmm. And the more that you hardly notice it's there, the better. Now, Apple does have their entry-level product made of aluminum. It's a pretty light smartwatch compared to some of the other ones that I've worn. Uh, I believe this one takes it to another level. What is the weight? Let, 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 me, let me tell you right here. 35 grams. Hmm. 35 grams. Hmm. $41.35 grams. They say you won't feel anything at all when wearing it for a long time, hmm. which is kind of surprising because the scale of it, it looks like a pretty big smartwatch. Yeah. Of course, it's also got your heart rate monitor and things like this. I don't know what the OS that it's running. It's going to be uh, something, uh, a, some sort of a skin on top of, I mean, that would be the assumption here. What else does it have? Uh, it can not only monitor your heart rate, it can uh, it can do, it can calculate your resting heart rate. I mean, I mean, it's got your basic smartwatch functionality, but it definitely got me fired up as far as the weight is concerned. I'm curious a little bit about battery life, considering the fact that it is so light and batteries tend to have some weight to them. Mm -hmm. But 35 grams, I don't know if you want to run a comparison. The lightest Apple Watch, I think, is over 100 grams. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Then the, there's, there's much heavier ones, too. Apple Watch weight in grams. <laughs> Who's faster? 100 grams. Wow, did I just nail that? Jeez. Oh, that's an actual Apple. Did you know that, Will? Oh, really? An average Apple is 100 grams? Average. Okay, let's get the... Oh, never mind. The lightest Apple Watch is 56. That's lighter than I thought. I, I, I've had those heavier models with the stainless steel. So the classic... Oh, that was in 2015. Jesus. That's some old news there, Will. Well, I'm just searching bringing for... Old, uh, you're bringing old, old news over here. Series 5. Okay, that seems more right to me. The 40 millimeter weighs 39.7 grams, and the 44 is 46.7. So it's a lot closer than I would have thought. Oh. But nonetheless, I, I'm paying attention to the weight of these things. I actually have been considering picking up the, uh, the lightest Apple Watch for this reason, because I've never had it. I've always had the heavier ones and been kind of, uh, I don't know, eventually take them off and don't put them back on yeah the i'm wondering if i picked up the aluminum one the light aluminum one if i'd be more inclined to wear it every single day and not notice it and not get upset about it and right now i'm still using the iphone uh 12 pro so it would fit in although i'm probably going to mm -hmm. change phones too soon to even do that experiment mm -hmm. but either way it's, it's also not 41 dollars mm -hmm. so this particular watch will still have that advantage yeah if you want to buy a $40. Well, you can't even get it sold. Out. Yeah. Uh, Huawei is working on something called a liquid lens. Doesn't that sound exciting? It does, yeah. Didn't you always want a liquid lens? Always. Uh, apparently, listen to this. It's meant to largely improve image stabilization and focus times. The focus time will be reduced to a couple of milliseconds matching the focus time of the human eye. Are you are you fired up or what? Yeah. Uh, is the <laughs> what, what's with the name though? 
It's uh, is there water? Oh, in I'll it? tell you about the name. No, okay. The module will change the shape of the liquid through varying voltage, so it focuses the light. What does that mean to you? Well, doesn't that explain everything? Imagine working. Imagine working on something that complex. Yeah. Uh, you're the engineer. I'm like, listen, I need you to vary the voltage through the liquid in order to change the shape as light hits it before it gets to the explodes. sensor. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know. I mean, it sounds promising, but obviously it's super early. Uh, this information came via a Chinese tipster, and the lens will apparently be paired with a Sony IMX782 sensor, and it will be used in the telephoto setup. I don't know. I'm always curious about these new technologies. If if they just sound cool on paper or if they actually end up being as cool as they sound, definitely autofocus at the speed of the human eye is a promising concept for a, yeah. for a camera so we'll keep an eye on that uh we were talking about all those jobs that amazon created and you were talking about how uh, you want jobs for robots too mm. you work on behalf of not only the people but also the robots well robots on the other hand they've been doing better than ever oh yeah yeah robots are up jobs are down robot jobs booming yeah okay it kind of makes sense you know they don't get the uh they don't get the old covid none of that no no they uh, no lungs or any of that stuff holding them back. Yeah, they're they're pretty. Uh, they well just equipped. Yeah, they just boogie around and you know in these times you got people looking at each other sideways because it's, they're kind of like, what was it the other day? You were gonna hand me your phone and then I went to reach for it. You're like, oh, remember that? Did you're I like, do you're that? like, don't touch my phone. I, yeah, remember I that? Probably did something like that. No, you definitely, you absolutely <laughs> did that. Was it a phone or a laptop? I don't remember. But yeah. the thing was... Like, don't touch my stuff. <laughs> we were doing... The thing is, we, between myself and Mo, we're passing the camera to, like, look at photos or, or thumbnails or things like this. So I was just... We're constantly doing that. Yeah. And you don't really yeah. think about it. Mm -hmm. And then I was going to reach for your phone. I don't remember what you were trying to show me. And you were like, oh, man, get away from me. If I was a robot, you'd be like, go ahead. Yeah. Might as well, you know. You're not carrying any terrible... Anyway. Yeah. The point is that uh, the hospitality industry in general has been adopting all kinds of new tech, including uh, getting rid of the traditional sign-in, let's say, for a hotel room. Instead, it's all kiosk-based. And, of course, we've seen this in retail as well. Fewer human-to-human -human interactions. Some of my favorites, though, are when you are in the, in the hotel and then the bot brings the food to the room. Oh, really? I kind of like that idea. Yeah. How would you feel about a bot bringing you some food? Totally fine with it. No, but do you actually maybe prefer it and be honest? Do I prefer it? Yeah. Hey! But it's, uh, I mean, it's a little mean. It's mean, right? Someone Did, else could have had that job. Someone could have had that job. basically replacing. But yeah, I appreciate that you're being honest. And I agree with you, by the way. I'm not going to leave you hanging there. Okay, good. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> There's something kind of cool about it. I just, it feels... Well, obviously, it feels futuristic to have a bot show up with your thing. It's kind of like a science fiction dream of sorts that yeah. you could have these intelligent um, intelligent beings mm -hmm. sort of moving about and improving improving your, your life. But it's complex in the way that we have to talk about it and think about it because obviously there's this conversation, like you said, around jobs that yeah. we have to get into. In, in October, 11 million people were unemployed in the U.S. compared with 6 million 
who were without a job during the same time last year. So you got an extra, some quick math on that, and that's an extra 5 million people mm. that aren't working at the moment. However, when it comes to those bots, they've been getting hired like crazy. I don't know if you can hire a bot. Apparently, they're set to disrupt 85 million jobs globally by 2025. Now, of course, you can get jobs elsewhere. Who knows how they're going to do it? But you start to think about all the things that could potentially be bot-driven. Yeah. We have Tesla that's very close to their autonomous vehicle tech, right? Mm -hmm. We have so many people doing the food delivery services now already. On Imagine the car shows up without anyone, and you just go, the trunk is pop, you pull the food out. Mm -hmm. And then it drives away. It's such low impact, no judgment. Yeah. Hey, don't judge me. I got a Big Mac at 3 a.m. Don't judge me. Mm -hmm. The judgment factor, too. Yeah, It's weird, right? Point. It takes that piece out of it and makes it just super convenient that the robot took care of it. But like I said, it's obviously more complex than that. But we all expect this to increase regardless. There's so much big investment going into these robotics uh, from all these firms that... Well, they all these firms that really have the wherewithal to implement this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so the pandemic is only going to expedite this process. We're, we're well aware, but uh, robots are on the rise. Yes. A bit of sad news here. Tony Shea, the entrepreneur, the guy behind Zappos, the e-commerce site, which was later acquired by Amazon, he has passed away. He has died at age 46. This, is, this was breaking news. It was actually the top of my tech section. Now, I knew about Tony Shea because actually of an interview that I saw of his explaining some of the more recent stuff he's been working on as far as revitalizing downtown uh, Las Vegas, which is where Zappos was based. But uh, this, his whole story is very interesting. It was that kind of early, uh, early web, early e-commerce stuff his is he had a vision about Zappos being a service company, a customer service company first and a shoe store second, mm -hmm. like to sort of uh, you do things in e-commerce that others weren't doing at the time to alleviate some of the stress points that existed for customers around ordering something online, like really super easy returns, easy people to deal with, things like this. I mean, they were even some of the earliest to post video online on their sites to help a person get a better view of what they were about to buy. Huh. And this is likely why Amazon paid about a billion dollars to acquire Zappos at a later date and then go on to implement some of the learnings from the Zappos com company into what Amazon ended up doing mm -hmm. later on. Now, it's a bit of an unusual death. It's still under investigation. However, it appears to be uh, uh, a, f a fire. He, he was with his brother in Connecticut, likely for the for the holidays, and the injuries that that led to his death were apparently sustained from a house fire. So, very uh, tragic, unfortunate story. He's forty six years old. Thanksgiving holiday weekend. My goodness gracious! Mm -hmm. And he had a lot of work left to do. He had stepped down from this, being the CEO of Zappos, but was uh, still very involved in the revitalization projects in and around Las Vegas. And so he had a lot of work left to do, and he's going to be uh, tough to replace. So anyway, shout out to Tony Shea. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Last story of the day on a completely different note. This is, uh, this is the monolith from, well, a lot of people are calling it a monolith because obviously many people are familiar with the 2001 Space Odyssey movie. There's a very uh, similar shaped item in... Uh, 
key parts of that particular film, one of my favorite films ever. Mm-hmm. Although the monolith in the movie is black. Anyway, nonetheless, is it black? It's black, right? Or can we just not see it because it's in shadow? No, it's black. Yeah. Anyway, so these helicopter pilots are flying over a remote location in Utah, and they notice something unusual reflecting down, uh, in, in surrounded by some rocks. And they're like, we got to go check that out. They were up there doing real work, trying to count the number of bighorn sheep to make sure that they got a healthy number of wildlife over wow. there. That's real work. Yeah, that's real work. Yeah. Not like this. Not like what we're doing. Nope. And they spot this reflective thing. They go land the helicopter to investigate, and they find this shape. It looks kind of like the monolith from Space Odyssey. And the thing goes viral, obviously, as it yeah. would. And people question, how did it get there? Who planted it? What's the story? Et cetera, et cetera. You have a bunch of influencers from YouTube traveling there to post their videos touching the monolith. Uh, some of the reports that I've heard are that it is hollow. It looks to be, it has rivets on it, probably yeah. constructed in that location. Some speculation saying it may have been there from previous movie or television shoots. It happens to be in a relatively popular location. As far as Hollywood's concerned, maybe part of a, an old Westworld shoot. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things, the speculations you were seeing. But still no answer. No answer. It's still open ended no at the moment. For it. I was kind of hoping it would be a solid material. So one of the yes. things that someone from uh, that has a YouTube channel went over there, I can't, maybe I should shout out whoever it was. It was, uh, or this was actually an Instagram user, David Serber. And he went there with a magnet to see if a magnet would stick to it. It did not. Oh. And he kind of banged on it to see how hollow it was. He said it felt like cardboard. And that's the unfortunate part to me. Is if you're gonna pull a prank like this, yeah, or or maybe I shouldn't call it a prank, but maybe it's an art installation. If you're gonna do this, and it would probably be expensive, but imagine that was a solid slab of like tungsten, and it's in the ground, deep, yeah, deep, deep in the, in ground. the ground. Now you got something, mm-hmm. but I don't know how much a slab of tungsten at that scale would be. It would obviously be very expensive and. Uh, maybe you've maybe they've achieved their thing in having people notice what it actually happens to be. Now, the original group that found it did not share the coordinates, but of course people figured it out, posted it online, and now this is a popular attraction. People are going there, they're uh, you know, hammering it, slapping it, yeah. standing on top of it, sitting on top of it. On it. So there's gonna be graffiti soon and a bunch of Doritos bags. Yeah. It's obviously not as cool anymore. But that's just the way things go with humans based on my experience. Would you like to go see it? No. No. If it was a solid slab of something, I would consider. Okay. A solid slab, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe there's something going on there. But constructed on site, tin on the outside, hollow feeling, no magnet. What if it was just a giant magnet? Hmm. That see that would get me going as well. Yeah. Any of these things would get me going. It kind of gets me going on its own, but uh that might just be because I'm such a fan of 2001. Yeah. Which I feel like I need to watch now. We need to watch that movie All right. again. Let's do it. It's great.